grocery store. What? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Groceries through Instacart delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. Hey guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. And this is the podcast with no name. Uh, this is a podcast on films and TV. Uh, we are a channel generally which features podcast interviews and content on all sorts of subjects with shows released on mental health, football films, TV, wrestling, music, conspiracy theories and more. And plenty coming, plenty coming up or recorded already. So there's loads coming up, uh, including a new series, which is entitled Mental Health and Sport. First episode's coming this week, which is on, on sports psychology. Uh, today's show is the first in our monthly series on films and TV, which is following on from the four shows that we did on the MCU, where the first three, uh, myself and Reese broke down phases one to three on the M- of the MCU. Uh, then jo- Jamie joined us to review Avengers Endgame in a mammoth nearly two-hour podcast. Today's show will not be that long, most definitely, uh, but today's show will be reviewing Netflix, uh, Netflix show Umbrella Academy Season 1, as well as discussing some of the latest trailers and movie news and rumours. Joining me to discuss the world of Hollywood and beyond is uh, my boy Reese from Conspiracy Theory Shows. What's up, my dude? You okay? Yeah, all good, mate. You all right? Yeah, so Jamie was going to join us as he did for the uh, Avengers reveal uh, review, but <clears throat> uh, unfortunately something came up last minute, so he's had to miss this one, but he'll be back next month. So, God, we'll start with the, the Marvel stuff. Uh, you haven't watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the first couple of episodes of you, so we're not going to talk about that too much, and obviously it's not out in the UK yet, so I'm a bit like, don't know whether to discuss it when you've seen it or caught up anyway, because... Like, obviously, a lot of people won't have. But then, you know, most people... Yeah, we don't want to get spoilers away. That's the thing. But then most people got a fire stick anyway, so perhaps I'll... But we'll wait a bit, perhaps, anyway. But um, I, can say, I can say that the, the first ep- first few episodes have been... They've been really strong. They haven't been amazing. Yeah. But I, they've I been... Catch up with them. They've been good. And a really strong start to it. Like, um, there's some interesting bits and twists already. Um, and like yeah. I said to you before, the I've, the thing I like about that show is it's got better every season, like considerably better. So like yeah. the first season was okay, and then by the last season it was just epic. But um, when they stopped trying to link it to the to the movie world and just focused on comic book characters and storylines and bits and pieces, yeah. they seem to have found their groove a bit. So, but I know you're a fan, so uh, yeah, yeah, we'll. Just, We'll discuss that one when you've caught up. But I would advise anyone who likes like Marvel TV stuff to always that's the one show that I'd stick with. And I saw you the other day I seen you on Facebook, you were looking for stuff to watch. Watch The Punisher, mate. The Punisher is one of the I best. know a few people have said about it now. I'm gonna have to give it a go, mate. Well mate, I would say not even the best one of the best Marvel shows, is one of the best T V shows I've ever seen. It was honestly that good. Both series yeah. really, really strong, like. 
Yeah, I'm gonna have uh, to give it because, like I say, the films disappointed me there. Mm. So I will, I will give the series a go. Yeah, the series is really good, and the Netflix series as well. It's because they're so they're not like family friendly, are they? So they're just, yeah, like you because he's a bit like Deadpool. It's like you don't want him to be like PG yeah, he, down he you. Do you need him to be. Still there, mate. Yeah. Oh, I uh, you went then. No, um, no, yeah. Uh, sorry. The um, yeah, they put you do you can't sort of PG those those shows, and uh, it's really really good. I like. Have you seen the the Daredevil series where he comes into it? No, I've only seen the Daredevil one. So if you see, watch Daredevil. I think it's, it's season two where. The Punisher comes into it, and then watch the Punisher series, and it's really good. Three seasons of TV that is cool. Uh, so yes, so the Spider Man. Uh, oh, before we go, Spider Man. They um, there's rumours that the, the first two films of the MCU Phase Four is going to be the Eternals and Black Widow. Now, personally, I'm not sure how I feel about it because, well, only because I'm not always a fan of films which are set in the past. Um, and like, there's heavy rumours that you know the Eternals obviously is going to be set way, way in the past. And then um, there's like two sort of sets of rumours with the Black Widow one that it'll be like an origin story, or, or it'll be set between Infinity War and when Ant Man sort of turns up in Endgame. Uh, uh, but I like. I, I, you there. I don't like films that go back to the past, but only when you know the future. Yeah. I mean, Sam, you do need a story to bring it in, but Black Widow, I, I, I don't think I'm going to look at it as a Marvel film. I think we're just going to have to look at it as a film, you know, a good film. Yeah, I, I, yeah I can't. I can't. I'm not 100% sure what they could do with it to make it awesome. But, like, I'm sure they will. They haven't had many bad films, but, like, it just... Like, I'm quite interested to see what happened in Budapest with her and Hawkeye and that sort of thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure I'm that interested in seeing her being trained as a kid. And The, the only thing that really is going to bother me about it is how many other superheroes are they going to bring into it? Because let's be fair, Marvel, over the last few years, superhero-wise, their films have just blown us away. Yeah. And they can't go backwards and just give us, you know, two humans who are quite good at fighting i know that sounds yeah, quite I think, fair. wonder whether it'll be more like a spy film like uh, captain america winter soldier and if they do that i hope they bring in like some of the characters from like who were uh, sort of featured in that or featured in like captain america the first avenger but like older versions of some of them maybe or, yeah like, they've got to bring some Otherwise, you can't look at it as a Marvel film, can you? No, it's going to be weird. But then I quite, I, and then I thought, well, would I be interested in seeing, you know, what happens between Infinity War and, and you know, because she was, like, running S.H.I.E.L.D. and all that type of stuff. And I thought, well, yeah, I suppose that could work. But, it, again, you know, because you know what happened before and after, and it's only, like, about a few-year period, it's, I don't know, it's, it's difficult. I mean, you know, let's be fair. They haven't made many missteps over the, the last 12 years or whatever it is. But 
it kind of feels like this could be it if it's gonna if there's gonna be one. But yeah. saying all that, I really like Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. So I, so I just feel this film should have come out a year or two ago. Yeah, I felt they should have come out in like sort of phase two, just before, just after the Avengers film. I felt like that would have been like whether you know where they even even though I'm in the minority and I quite like um, Iron Man three because I think like we discussed before I like the the PTSD aspects of it and the way he portrayed that I felt like the black they could have done a Black Widow and Hawkeye film there straight yeah. off the back of Avengers where they mentioned Budapest and you could have done like a film for both of them people were complaining about Hawkeye's portrayal in Avengers where he was just mind-controlled for the majority of it. So yeah. you could have done it then. I think that would have been the perfect place. Yeah. Whereas now, from her point of view, it feels almost too late. And from his point of view, he's getting the TV show anyway, so you don't really need to do it. So it's, yeah. it's a weird one. Yeah, it should, um, should have, we, we should have been watching that two years ago in my eyes. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that, mate, to be honest. The Eternal, like, we don't know a lot about that. And, you know, I think you probably know a bit more of the comic side of that than I do. Uh, all I know is that basically they're celestials, powerful beings, and all that type of jazz. But I mean, I quite, I am quite interested. I feel like there's some characters. Yeah, pr- to be pretty upset. much. They, they're basically they've all got an array of powers and pretty similar, but they've all got like that one specialty power. Yeah. Or they're stronger with one power than they are the others. But basically, yeah, they're just celestials. You know, they they. Yeah. they after Thanos stepped into it now, they've got to release the big bads, haven't they? And the big heroes now, you know, they're bringing Captain Marvel, Thanos, all these. This is the next step now. Yeah, it's like a, they're just a step up then. I think, I think and like, I suppose there's potential you can bring Thanos back then, even though he's died, he can be in like a young Thanos and yeah. and bring have his parents and his, you know, all different aspects of it. So, there, you know, there is aspects to it which interests me but maybe it's because i'm not familiar with it so it's not like something like i'm like oh wow like the infinity gauntlet thing as soon as it was confirmed that's the way they were like everyone thought well this is that this could be one of the infinity stone stones and this could and then when they confirmed it i was really excited because i knew that storyline and like you know certain characters whereas it's if you're not familiar with some but then yeah, like Guardians of the Galaxy, I wasn't that hyped for it. The trailer was all, you know, it's pretty good, quite funny. But I didn't know any of the characters really, so I wasn't that hyped for it. And then I watched it, and it's one of my favourite films. So, yeah, yeah, you know. totally. Like with the Eternals, this I'd advise just reading a quick synopsis on each individual Eternal before you watch the film. Just yeah, see and of what their powers are. We've seen a couple of them, haven't we? Because in Thor one, you know the the big being which Loki sends with uh, which shoots fire out of his face. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's an eternal. I can't remember the name of it, but that's uh, that's an eternal. Yeah, and isn't um, is the oh, what's it called? You know, in Thor Ragnarok, the demon. Sugar. Yeah, is that is he a eternal or a celestial? I think he's a celestial, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. So last I mean, we've seen a couple, so they've yeah. they've hinted here and there. They're a different power to what the superheroes were used to. 
Yeah, and they discuss and they show the collector showed him, didn't he? The like in little when he was telling them about the Infinity Wars in Guardians One, they sort of showed him on the screen yeah. and that. So yeah, you know, they're they're bringing him in, and like you know they've made it clear that they're going to be a big part of their programming going forward. So you know it makes sense that they'd be in the first first couple of films of uh, you know Phase Four. But then yeah. equally, they've, um, you know, this some of the stuff I've read has said like, that this phase four is going to start off with like three films a year straight away. So they're not like, I thought they might sort of reduce it a little bit and just do two a year. And But they seem to be going full steam ahead, which makes me think that they're going to, they've got a story in, like a long-term story in place, um, which they had in place. Then they knew they were getting the X-Men. And they've kind of thought, right, we're going to do three a year, get through this story yeah. in five years instead of perhaps eight or ten. And then... Yeah, I, the I think they, this is why they're bringing out such powerful films right at the beginning. Like, you've got Jean Grey, that film's coming out. Mm. And you've got the, the Eternals one coming out. And that, that, that show, like, like I say, when Thanos came into the breach, it showed we need a new breed of superhero, basically. Yeah, the, like the Jean Grey one is um, was a phoenix, on it? Dark Phoenix. Yeah, Dark Phoenix. That, uh, that's not that's like the last Fox film, and it? it's not part of the MCU. No, but I think this is why they there's obviously been talk and all this, and this is why this yeah. film is coming out now. Fox are cashing yeah. in on it, and Marvel, I bet, have kind of poked them in the right direction of doing this film. Yeah, the um, the other one which was supposed to be coming out at the end of the year was the New Mut- New Mutants film, which seems to have been not be- it hasn't even been binned, but apparently it's going straight to the uh, the Disney streaming service now. Like it went, it kept getting moved back and moved back and moved back, and people were quitting it and cancelling, you know, just all sorts of issues. And it was supposed to be really shit, and then now apparently it's going straight to Disney streaming. But I mean, yeah. from Disney's point of view. They haven't spent a penny on making it because Fox made it. So they perhaps don't want to release it in the cinema because people might get confused because by the time it comes out, Disney owns Fox. So perhaps they don't want people to be confused and think it's a like an MCU film. I don't know. Yeah. It's just got to be out. Yeah, it seems that way, doesn't it? So... Yeah, so sticking with the Marvel one, uh, we had another Spider-Man trailer come out a week or so. Well, there was another one I see a couple of days ago from, but it was the same as the one that came out about a week yeah. ago. Um, what do you think of it? I'm looking forward to it. it because as horrible as this is going to sound, he's without Iron Man now as well. You know, he's without his mentor. Mm. He's going to be guided, isn't he, by... Um, oh, his name's gone. Happy Hogan. Yeah. He's going to be guided by him, but, you know, I, I think we're going to see a different Spider-Man coming out now. Yeah, I think, like, the big things for me to take away from the trailers was Multiverse, which they mentioned, like, straight away when he meets Fury and uh, Mysterio. And yeah. like I was straight away, I seen on social media and people getting really excited. Oh, they're bringing in the multiverse, blah blah blah. And I was like, I think they might be getting a bit ahead of themselves because they were saying like uh, the decimation causing issues with the multiverse, and then Mysterio confirming it, 
that's and I said you might I was thinking you might be disappointed because he's his whole thing in the comics is that he uses like technology and illusions and lies all the time and he wants to be seen as this big hero so with that in mind him lying about the multiverse being like broken in or ripped a tear in the multiverse and him being like this big hero kind of fits with that but I do think they are going to do the multiverse. I'm just not convinced that he comes from another universe and he's not just from their universe and he's just trying to... And, like, the the big, like, bad you, villains you see him fighting, like the sand and the wind and the yeah. water and all that, it's not just him creating them to try yeah. and come off as the big hero sort of thing. Yeah. I like that. But, I like that. That's just like my take because I think, like, obviously, that's the type of thing Mysterio does in the comics. Um, and obviously, it's the first time he's ever appeared in a film. So I think they'll be relatively like they, I love his costume because they've been really true to his comic book costume with the fishbowl and the cape and all that. And I, I like that because I was worried they may not go with the fishbowl and they may have given him like a sort of a helmet or something yeah. or something different because they might might have felt that it was a bit out there but I quite quite liked it. Um obviously it's the first film since Tony's death, like you say. Um and it seems like that a lot some of it is gonna be Peter sort of dealing and struggling with the, the weight of expectation after his death. Um I'm ex- I, like I know Gwyneth Paltrow is supposed to be finished, but I think like you say, Happy will help him. But I also think at some point Pepper Potts might give him a bit of a pep talk. Like, you know, like in the first sort of act, you'll probably get a beat in money and then he'll come back in the second and third. I think um, Pepper's going to make a little appearance as, um, in the suit. Do you? See, yeah. I don't, I don't think she'll make appearance in the suit. I think like in the first or second act when he gets a bit of a beat down and he's feeling the pressure of no Iron Man and everyone expecting him to be like the new superhero of New York and all this sort of thing. I think she'll come in and give him like a bit of a, you know. I think we're going to have a little, you're going to see a little bit of it in her suit somewhere because Marvel are pushing the female superheroes big time now, aren't they? Yeah. And I'm like, as soon as this film's over, they're going to announce the slate for phase four. I think at Comic Con, and it'll be interesting to see if there's the A Force film with all the women because they've got it set. They teased it in the End Game, and they've got the characters there now who are not like just token female characters. They've got a bit of a backstory. They've got a bit of a you know they fleshed them out really well. Yeah, like you've got Valkyrie who's been in a couple of films, and even in just Thor Ragnarok, she had this sort of the arc where she had left because she had lost a battle and she didn't feel worthy and then now she's the queen of Asgard and you've got the the girls from Wakanda and Captain Marvel obviously and like you say you've got Pepper then in the rescue suit and there's a couple of others as well which I can't think Gamora and people like that so I definitely think they'll do it I'm just not sure whether they'll do the A-Force film in Phase four, or whether it'll be in like in the next sort of set of films. Yeah. 
So the snap teared or snap caused a tear in the reality, but you know that's the thing they're saying in the trailer. But which snap was it? Because technically there was four. Because Thanos did it once in Infinity War, then he did it again to make the stones disappear. Then Hulk did it. Then Iron Man did it. So what would your if you were doing the story and there was going to be and you were going to bring in the multiverse and this tearing reality, what, like, which snap would you use? Or would you just, just sort of do that each each time they did it, it made it worse? The, the logical choice is the original snap of Thanos, isn't it? Because that changed everything for everyone. Hmm. But are they going to make it more, it was Iron Man's fault? And Spider-Man's kind of making up for it, if you get me. Yeah. See, I wonder whether they'll do it. Because, you know, like, they traced the the start of Endgame, how they found Thanos, where they traced the, like, the energy sort. Like, where yes. So I'm wondering whether it creates such a blast of energy around the universe. Every time it's done, it almost rips the fabric of reality every time. So obviously, by the time they get to the fourth one, especially if they're going to go into like things like secret wars and stuff like that, bring in the X Men. A perfect way to do that is to have there be like this huge clash and between the multiverse of all these different versions of characters and villains and heroes and that type of thing. So I think that could be a good way. And like they don't remember they if they do it that way as well, they could sort of have like a mini version in Spider-Man where they think they sort of seal up the tear and then the after credit scene can be like that there's several or there's like a bigger one elsewhere which yeah. then creates you know creates the big big storyline sort of thing. If they're making a multiverse you know they're going to are they they're not just going to close it up on this film this is no. going to spin over into all films but yeah, no. a- another theory I haven't read it anyway, it's just one of mine. Maybe it's not a snap that creates it, where they go into the quantum realm. Yeah. Messing with time, etc. Maybe that could cause a tear in the fabric of reality. Yeah, and because you're creating, the way they did their time travelling, yeah. every time you change something, it creates a new timeline, which does that, you know, is each, is, is each new timeline a new reality? Because then you're creating realities as well as yeah, like when, when Captain America when Captain America goes back to return the stones, surely he couldn't have returned every single one of that exact moment it was taken. Something probably happened somewhere. So yeah, it, and I mean it's rifts in different timelines. The other thing is, is like he could put the ones like he could put the one here. He and Tony got he could put that back in the exact moment because he was there. But, like, he wasn't there for the others, so he could be, like, a few seconds out either side, and that could cause an issue. So, yeah, it's... Uh, I'd like weird. to see him going back and doing it all. Surely yeah, they've I... got to show it at some point. And they've got to let us know who he settles down with. Ah, he was down with Peggy, mate. I'm sure I saw a thing the other day on like a YouTube video where I said that the Russos confirmed that, you know, um, we 
remember I said it in the in the other part that um, at the end of I think it's Winter Soldier when Bucky or Captain America's looking in the museum, and it says Peggy Carter got married and had kids, and we we were debating whether that was Captain America or whether he had stolen someone like Peggy Carter from someone else by going back. Um, so basically, I'm sure I read or heard the other day that the Russos had said that it was always Captain America she got married to. And he always went back, and it was like this big loop of time. But my one farm with that is different. That goes against the time rule, travel rules that they've set. Yeah, because the they've already rule, looked at the thing in the museum. Yeah, and the time travel rules that because it well in the in the articles it doesn't name her husband. So I mean, there is that if he keeps a low, like if he goes back. And isn't Captain America and just lives a normal life, but stays in secret because she's a spy, then you can kind of get around it that way. But the time travel rules that were set up in Endgame was that if you go back and change something, you don't change the future, you just create an alternate future. Yeah. Which would mean if he goes back and settles down with her, then he can't be in the news art. Or museum because it would be a different reality. But yeah. yeah, that was just something which popped into my mind. I've seen it the other day. Um, so, do we think that Happy Hogan's knocking boots with uh, Aunt May? There's got to be a love interest there somewhere, haven't there? It looked like it, didn't it? The way they were uh, like looking at each other and the, the awkwardness, and Spider Man was like, "What's going on here?" Yeah, it was really quite funny. So they're probably going to build so that thing over... go that way, innit? Yeah, they will. I don't know if they'll they'll pay it off in this one or whether they'll build kind of for a few films. Yeah. Um, so Mysterio looks like he's going to either be starting as a goodie and then going bad, or he's just lying and he's bad all the way through. I. Be happy with either, but I, I think I prefer him to be. I think I actually prefer him to start as good and then go bad, because we've seen the sort of lying aspect, just lying all the way through with Zemo in uh, uh, Civil War. So I'd quite like to see something a bit different. Maybe he starts off genuinely trying to be a hero, and yeah, he's lying about it in terms of. He's perhaps not from the other reality, or even maybe he is from another reality. But the creatures that they fight, like their illusions or whatever, you know, created by him because yeah. he wants to be seen as a hero. And then something happens, and he, you know, then he goes bad. Like I, I'd quite like to see something like that, just to, you know, just to shake it up a bit, not just be the usual status quo of comic book storytelling. Yeah, totally. But I don't know. I don't. I don't really know what to expect of this film, and I've tried to not read up much about it. Mm. I like that we're going to get the long overdue Nick Fury and Spider Man relationship. Yeah, definitely. Nick Fury. We need him more in Marvel films. Guys are legends. Yeah, and I like my kids. 
when um, my kids would be younger, they used to watch like the Ultimate Spider-Man on TV. Yeah. And Nick Fury and Spider was always in the Spider-Man series. And I feel like they've taken a bit too long to get round to it. But I mean, yeah, there's been definitely. stuff going on, haven't there? Um, so la- just lastly on this, what are your like, hopes coming out of this film? Uh, obviously, it's the final film of Phase 4. So what are you sort of hoping that be set up for the future Spider-Man side of it? I just want to see Spider-Man come into his own now. You know, he's, he's still going to be that you know, bumbling, goofy kid. But he, he's got to make all the right decisions now. There's no one there to cover his ass. Yeah, I think I, I think they'll probably set up the Sinister Six for the next Spider-Man film. And I want the, I want the last or the post-credit scene to be the reveal that the Avengers Tower is now Oscorp. Even if they don't show uh, Norman Osborn or Harry Osborn, I want them to sh- where it said Avengers and where it said Stark. Yeah, I wanted to say Oscorp, or even the like the Fantastic Four one, but I think that's a bit further away. Uh, so like, yeah, Oscorp. Just revealing it to be Oscorp would be quite That'd cool. Be cool. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it, really, from the Spider-Man side of things. So. Uh, moving on next, we had the the new trailer for Terminator Dark Fate. Um, I thought it was pretty good. It's a bit of a weird concept because so this film is a sequel to Terminator Two, and all, all the films between from Terminator Two to the last one are not in canon, so they're like binning off like. I think it's four films. This is number six. So they're binning off like three films, basically. And this is a direct sequel to Terminator 2, which actually the first two Terminator films are the best anyway. So yeah. I'm not disappointed by it. But it does feel like a lot of films to just completely write off. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what's your favourite Terminator film? Terminator 2. Judgment Day. Yeah. Yes, my favourite. So in the in the trailer you get the um there's a new Terminator, which is called a Rev Nine. So they're like they're moving away from the uh the T nine thousands and the T this and T that. Um but they like there's sort of rumours and hints that it's to do with or refers to Revelations nine, which is like a passage about apocalypse and stars falling from the sky. Very similar to like the Judgment Day sort of concept. Yeah. So I suppose it makes sense that it's going to knock on from that. Um, the actor who plays the like the Terminator, he the guy he looks like a, a mix of all the various guys who played Terminators, like Arnie and um, oh, what's the guy who have played it in the first one? Is uh, oh. it Scorpion as well? I can't remember yeah. his name. It's going to bug me. Um, but yeah, I want to say William Patterson, but I don't think it is. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the guy is like, a, I can't remember. I'm not sure of the guy's name because it's not someone I've come across. But he's like a mixture of all the actors and the way he looks. Um, Sarah Connor's back. Uh, it's her first film since Terminator Salvation. I think that's really good because 
I find her as a character a lot more compelling than John Connor. Yeah, um, totally. I found John Connor a bit like I thought he was all right as kid in the first one, but then the the adults they've had to play him. I haven't really been down with that at all. I couldn't relate the adult to the kid who was in the earlier films. I like um, the one version of John Connor, which was good, was the silent version in the flash forward in Terminator. I think it was Terminator Two, and they had like this. He just didn't speak. I thought that was quite, he was quite sort of compelling. But uh, Sarah Connor is like the actress who played her in the first two films. Linda she was so Hamilton. good. Yeah. yeah. She was so good. This like messed up crazy woman who like that. I'm really glad that, you know, they're bringing that character back. I think they're bringing Linda Hamilton back as well. She's still yeah. alive, isn't she? Yeah, mate, yeah. Excellent. So, um, uh, obviously, there's, so there's like a in. I think it was Terminator Salvation. I get a bit mixed up with the new ones. Terminator Salvation. They had this thing called a TH, which was like a human Terminator hybrid. Um, and there's a girl in this called Grace in the trailer, who looks like she's going to be one of those. Um, but they come from the Resistance rather than the like the Skynet. So they're like from the other side. I, I, I think it's it's more a cyborg than a Terminator, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and the I gotta say, like the the graphics of her, like they showed like her sort of like metal skin, like where she got hit, and you could see like under a flesh. And the the model of the actual new Terminator without his skin on, they look really cool. Slightly different again, you know, it's been updated and stuff. I actually prefer them to the last couple of films in terms of the way they look. Yeah. Yeah, it looks pretty good, mate, I've got to say. Um, but then, you know, where the fuck is John Connor? Because he hasn't been around too much in the last couple. Um, Arnie's back. Um, so it seems they're going to have flashbacks to Termin- just after Terminator 2 with a young... John Connor and a young Arnie, so they're going to de-age him and put, use their... So apparently they're using the the body double for Arnie, which they used in one of the more recent films for this, and then putting his face on it. And right. they're using a kid for John Connor with the, the actor's face on it. Um, so that'll be quite interesting to see like uh, some flashbacks to Terminator 2 and stuff. Um, you know, story parts of that, which you haven't obviously... Uh, scene in the yeah. film, um, but all in all, I thought it was an okay trailer. Not great, but it was pretty. It, it was good enough that I thought oh, I am interested, and I'll probably watch this when it comes out. And one thing they did finally, which they always do in Terminator films, if you go back and watch all the Terminator trailers before the film comes out, they always spoil the twist. Of like the goody going bad or the bad going good, always, and they actually haven't done that this time. So I mean, you know, that's good, I guess. But um, so you like Terminator Two, mate? Do you? Yeah, definitely by far the best one. Is Terminator Two? Is it Terminator One or Two where they're racing on the motorbike? I think that's the first one, isn't it? No, that's the first because the first, the first one, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a baddie, isn't he? Yeah, and then the, the second, second one, one, he's a goody, isn't he? Racing him on the bike, yeah. He starts off as the cop, doesn't he? Yeah, that's right. I need your 
clothes and your motorcycle. Yeah, I might have to watch Terminator tonight. I'm in the, in the mood for them now after watching the trailers and stuff earlier. But have you watched the recent ones of those? Recent films or the trailer, you mean? Uh, the recent films, the Genesis. I, have, I, I only watched them both once. I wasn't too impressed. Yeah, same year. Watched them both once. And yeah, I, I think they just, they just tried to cash in on the Terminator name. And like the first two were so good that I think it was going to always be very difficult to do it without having Arnie as a main character because obviously he's so old now. Uh, yeah. Although the last one they did bring him back, didn't they? Um, so like the first one, I'm sure I can't remember the order, but one of them they brought him back in like a cameo, but didn't have much to do. And then I think the last, very last one they've done, they had you know he had a much more uh, bigger role. And then they used like a body double and all that sort of stuff. And I think they're going to do the same again in this. But yeah, it looked it looked all right. So, so we talked a little bit off air about it. So you haven't watched the reboot of it because you said you enjoyed the original so much that you didn't want to spoil it. Yeah. Um, I was I was kind of in the same boat in that I really liked the original. I really liked the book. I really, really like the reboot, um, and I've gone off horror films massively. My missus used to love them, um, and since she's had the kids, when she was pregnant, she had like really bad nightmares. Yeah. So we stopped horror films just because, like, of all the hormones that I messed with her head. Um, so like, she, we just stopped watching them, and then I got out of the habit of them, and then the MCU came along, so I sort of didn't bother with them. Wasn't really bothered. Like, I watched the odd one, like I watched the Babadook and stuff. You know, all all right, Annabelle. I watched as well, um, but then the other day I was like, "Oh, what can I watch?" And it was there, and I thought, oh, "I'm going to watch that because I've heard it's good." And I was really impressed by it. I, it had a good mix of the old stuff, the good stuff, the stuff from the book, and it was just I just really enjoyed it. Um, and there's not many films outside of the MCU where I can say over the last sort of ten years where I. I thought I really enjoyed that, and I would watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I will you, watch the new one, based on your your review of it. I hope you enjoy it now, but it could ruin the original feel. If it doesn't, <laughs> so blaming you, mate. Yeah. So like, I I don't want to talk too much about the first one because it'll kind of spoil it a few but I kind of have to talk about it a little bit because remind me what's the ending of the original just want to know if it's the same I'm they sure banished someone, him. someone has said it's different than you end into the original isn't it and my mind's gone totally blank mate oh, right okay so basically I'm gonna to have to tell you part of the ending mate I'm afraid of but the sorry, I'll try not to. The 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 chapter two trailer is set twenty seven years after the first one, um, and Pennywise is back. So in the book, the very first scene of it, chapter two book, is there under the bridge, and there's loads of like red balloons sort of let off. Yeah, hundreds. And basically, what kicks off the return of Pennywise is that uh, there's a game 
gay guy being attacked um, and I think he's thrown off a bridge and he's like screaming out for someone to help him uh, and Pennywise kills the person attacking him and that kind of marks his return. So in the trailer, they sort of show the balloons underneath the, the bridge and they add a couple of other scenes from it. Um, so they had <clears throat> the, the, the kids are all grown up um, and there was like some the girl goes to she goes the, the woman goes to see an old lady because she's worried that Pennywise is back um, and she's got like bruises on her arm and she the old woman offers a tea and the tea in the book is shit like um, and they kind of teased that in the trailer in that he's, he's the old woman offers a tea and it was like the, the way they do the character the face of a Pennywise in the films I just think it's so good it just looks so real um, in the new ones it's like unbelievable mate oh, I've, I've seen the picture of the new Pennywise and things and credit where it's due it looks amazing I just didn't want the the, the original ruined by a remake yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, I can understand it's that. It's not often they do a remake that's better than the original. Yeah, but... I'm not sure if I'd say it was better. Or even I would say it's good. I would say it's probably as good. I would say that. I would say that it's probably as good. I'll be honest, I'm, I'm still trying to get over Total Recall and Colin Farrell, mate. So, ruined that, didn't he? Yeah. And that, it just... Right. I tell you what we'll do then, because a lot of the stuff which I was going to talk about for this is got like you it discusses it one. So I'll tell you what we'll do is we'll yep. go off this now. You watch it one this week. I'll watch me yeah, and, and then we'll it. watch the trailer after it, and then we'll do the it chapter two trailer next week. That's good for me. We got the old Umbrella Academy, which me and you have been saving for weeks. So Jamie watched it. And he texted me, he texted us both, didn't he, earlier? Yeah. And he said, I tried watching it, I just couldn't get into it, which I was surprised at because I thought it was freaking incredible. It, it was, but it was... So trippy, you know. You, you can't really describe why it's incredible. It's wild. Man. When some, like, as someone said to me, they were like, they were more so good about it. And I went, I don't really know. It just draws you in and sucks you in. Because, like... They haven't really got amazing powers, you know, they're not superheroes as such, like what we expect of a superhero. No, they're not well-known superheroes, which yeah. we all knew before. And it's so, like, I mean, spreading a rumour, that's not a freaking superpower, but she's awesome. Tell you who is awesome in it, it's the Northern Irish guy who plays Klaus. So good, yeah. mate, from, he's from Misfits. Misfits, I love so Misfits. Good, isn't it? Misfits was amazing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm really good. I like that too. Right, so we'll just quickly, for people who perhaps haven't seen it for a while, I'll just quickly do a recap of like the general gist of it. So basically, there's 40, 43 women spontaneously give birth simultane, simultaneously, um, despite none of them showing any sort of sign of being pregnant or any, you know, until labour just began and they were suddenly pregnant. And I think at the start, they show like a woman diving into the swimming pool swimming around the pool and when she got out she was fully pregnant going into labor yeah seven of the children are then adopted by this eccentric billionaire called sir reginald hargreaves who in the 
comics is actually an alien, but they didn't touch upon that in this. They just said he was eccentric and he was a billionaire. And he basically turns him into a superhero team called the Umbrella Academy. Um, he gives the children numbers. Ne- uh, he gives the children numbers rather than names, um, and they're named by the milliseconds they were born. So, like the difference and stuff, because they're all born born the same time, and then it's like milliseconds difference. Um, his wife dies, um, so. So then he has like nannies to come in to look after the kids, but the nannies can't deal with the kids' superpowers and they're really horrible to the nannies and they play tricks on them. So he builds a robot, which looks like his wife, who looks after them, who they're all really close to and look after and like they're really good. But then while he puts his six children to work fighting crime, he keeps Vanya, which is what number was she, mate? Banya was number no number five. The other one, I can't remember what number she was. Um, I can't remember which was. Oh, me to be useless. So, right, okay. So Banya, anyway, I think she's number seven. I got a feeling she is. It was Luther was number one, Diego was number two, Alison was number three, Klaus was number four, number five was number five, Ben was number six, and Vanya was number seven, I think. Um, so anyway, he's, Reginald separates Vanya from the siblings because she demonstrates no powers of her own. But then throughout each episode, you sort of learn more about Vanya and it turns out by the sort of latter half of the series that actually she had the strongest, most uncontrollable powers, but he was scared of them and what they would do. So he gave her pills to, you know, to stop them, stop them manifesting. And then he tells Alison, who's what well, her special power is basically, she says, I've heard a rumor, can say something, and then whoever she says it to, it kind of comes true, doesn't it? Or, or, they, or they believe it. Yeah. It comes true or that they, they believe it? It comes true, then. That's how she becomes famous and everything. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then, so yeah, so then he, when, when they were children, Reginald tells her to tell Vanya that she's ordinary and she believes it for the rest of her life. But then what happens then is she's sort of shunned by the rest of them because they're out fighting crime as children. And, She's not. But then what happens is it sort of tells you that at the start of the first episode that that's the, the sort of your bit. And then it goes zips to present day and Luther number one is an astro- astronaut and Alison is a famous actress. Vanya is a violinist. Klaus is a party animal who's a drug addict. Um, ben is a ghost because he died and he's only able to converse with Klaus because he's his Klaus is uh, superpower is that you can speak to dead people in it, or you can manifest dead people. Well, they call, I think his super, superhero name is the Seance, isn't it? You only realise later on he can manifest them, don't you? Yeah, that's yeah. Um, and Diego's become a vigilante. Um, the only two which are living still at the mansion of Diego and Luther, is that, is that right? Or is it just Luther and Diego is back and forth? 
forget that. Uh, yeah, Diego, Diego's got his own place, haven't he? Yeah, because he's a vid. He lives underneath the the snooker club, uh, the boxing yeah. club, doesn't he? What was his? Uh, oh, and then Ben Knives, can he? That was his superpower. Yeah, the trajectory. So they're all in present day. They've all they they've all got these issues. They've all gone their separate ways. They're no longer superheroes, other than Diego's a vigilante, and then the Reginald Sir Reginald dies. So they all come back to the house for the funeral. It's quite amusing. And that's the other thing, is it's very, very funny. It really dark humour. Yeah, like, dark humour. But it's really, really funny, like um and like you know, like some T V shows when they can go for black black comedy or dark humour, is it can come off as a bit cringy. I thought the actors and actresses in this was so good that they pulled it off. Yeah. Um, what's, what's the assassin's Jim, name? Uh, the male. And, uh, what's his oh, name? Oh. But he got a girl's name, haven't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tra- well, it might be Tracy. She's excellent. Like that. So they they come back from the funeral, which is you know it's really funny scene where they're sort of they're all together for the first time. Klaus is, puts on Alison's skirt and she's like, is that my skirt? It's, it's all like little bits of comedy like that. It's, you know, it is really funny, I've got to say. Um, and then this sort of, they all in the garden and Luther wants to get them all back together, doesn't he? And he's like, yeah, we should start fighting crime and, and none of them want to know. Klaus is like stealing the stuff from the house and wants to just get high. Um, and obviously, Vanya's, they, they're actually really, they're all quite nice to her at first, but it doesn't take them long to sort of slip back into that that sort of thing of shunning her and treating her, and sort of, and Diego is quite horrible to her. So anyway, yeah. then number five, who never gets a name, comes back from the future, but they're all grown-ups. And he's still a child, and he says that the world's going to end. I, I've seen the apocalypse, and I've been stuck in the future. And they, that goes on from there, then, doesn't it, basically? And I think as you go through it, they build on it as in flashbacks on Vanya's character. Um, and I've got to say, I think particularly, so you've got. Ellen Page, who's in a place number seven, and Vanya um, is outstanding in it. She's so good. Robert Sheenan plays Klaus in number four. Again, so, so good. Um, and I thought the boy who plays the boy on number five, um, you know, he's like, I think he's about 12. So to do a TV show like that, where he predominantly... Um, you know, held a lot of the the, the main storyline and the main storytelling for yeah. a young ac- actor to be able to do that. Like his biggest role before that was he's he's in a show on Nickelodeon called Nicky, Ricky, Dicky, and Dawn. So like that's a huge step up to like a main starring role in you know in Netflix. Well, he's fifteen years, which you know, mate, my oldest is just under that. So. Okay, I just think, what a, what a job they did, the actors and this. The only one I didn't, wasn't particularly fussed on was Luther. 
I felt like he was a bit annoying and a bit boring. Um, I liked him. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's where I was looking at. Hazel. He had, like, super strength. His character just didn't match it, you get me? He was too too soft yeah. and emotional to be what he was. A big fucking guy. Yeah. So they had... Uh, there, so there was two assassins who were after them, trying to kill or trying to stop Number Five from stopping the apocalypse. Who were part of like the Time Bureau, which is basically like the Adjustment Bureau. If people have seen that film, uh, and they're played Cha Cha is played by Mary J. Blige, and Cameron Britton plays Hazel. Hazel, and they sort of their even their story arc is really well told. They start off they're like these quirky time-travelling assassins. But then as the story develops, they both start to second-guess what they're doing in terms of just killing people just because they're told to when they're told to kill each other because the guy falls in love with an old lady from the coffee shop because the world's going to end. Um, and, like, I thought Mary J. Blige did a good job, actually, as a, you know, from an actor. Oh, yeah, they, they, they were my two favourite characters. Hazel and Chacha. Hazel, Hazel was my favourite. I thought the way that yeah, they were very good was amazing. So, as they're sort of going through, you do have a few issues and stuff, obviously, as you can imagine. They slowly start to get on the same page, but then someone from Anya's uh, student, who she teaches violin to, Banya, uh, this guy, he sort of starts to starts off trying to be a friend and despite being a bit creepy she sort of pushes her doubts to the side because she's never really had a friend and you can really feel like her emotion of being shunned and stuff because yeah and, and it's she she produces that typical friend family scenario where when you tell them to stay away they're gonna get closer yeah yeah Oh, yeah, and, and Ellen Page is a very good actress, you know, as we know, anyway. And um, and it turns out that this guy was born on the same day as the children, the only difference being he didn't have superpowers and he was upset that he had never been, you know, accepted. And it, he was manipulating Vanya, first of all, to, to get away or, like, isolate her from her family. Uh, and then when he discovers that she has, she does have powers, he manipulate her, manipulates her to use them. He realizes that she uses them when she's really emotional. Um, and then she kill. Who did she kill first? She killed someone, didn't she? First of all, um, was it oh. was it Alison? She oh, she slits her throat. Didn't she, she slits Alison's sister's throat. throat. Yeah. And then, but she didn't, she, like, because she gets so emotional, because Alison's, the others discover that this guy, um, you know, is a bad guy, and he's trying to bring on the apocalypse, and it's going to be, they don't realise at that point that it's going to be caused by her, <coughs> but he's trying to manipulate her to end in the world. Um, and then, when Vanya won't listen to Alison, and Alison's saying, look, I'm trying to help you. I mean, sister, she goes to use her powers on her to say, I've heard a rumour to try and get her to stop seeing him that way. And she slits her throat. 
then automatically she panics um and then the, the others lock her up in like a, the room that the reginald used to put her in when she was a child to stop her using her powers yeah only she uh she's too strong um the ending so basically she escapes the room she goes to the I think it's the theatre where she's going to do her cello performance, isn't it, or a violin performance? Sorry. Oh yeah. Um, and she, as uh, she's play- basically, whenever she plays her violin, that's how she channels her powers. And her superhero name in the comics is the White Violin. And the the last, uh, I, I last think episode it's is called the White channels, Violin, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Sound she channels. And, I think and, when she escapes from her room, I got a funny feeling she does it with her breath. Making the noise of the wind. Yeah, I think it might be actually. It was some, yeah, it's, that's right. It was the sound waves, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so she's playing the violin and it's causing the world to end, basically. Um, and in this time, the, the time traveling assassins. Every time number five changes something, so throughout the series, he's changing different things to see if that stops the world ending. And he'll go back to the future, and his family will still be dead. Their mansion will still be blown up. So he zips back, and they change something else. And every time they change something, the time time traveling assassins have got like a slightly new, you know, new uh, mission. And then their mission eventually changes to keep Vanya alive because she now is going to cause it. And so she's playing the violin at the theatre. And instead of killing her, Alison, who they managed to keep aside, keep alive by using um, the robot nanny, wasn't it? She saved her. Um, They shoot a gun next to her ear. that completely knocks her concentration of doing the violin and demob. Uh, what's the word? Like knocks her equili- equilibrium, basically. Um, and then the ending is, as because they knock her, her the like the beam of energy coming from the end of her violin and shoots up the moon. So then there's a big meteorite coming, which so means the Earth's still going to be ended, and. The number five says, right, everyone hold hands. We'll time travel back in time to stop it. And they all hold in hands. And then as the camera pans around the circle, Luther is carrying Vanya like, back with the family. And they, as this going around, they all turn to children, which I thought was a nice touch. Uh, what do you think of the ending, mate? They've left it open, haven't they? Why don't what I, like, what I like about it is the second series in the books or comics is JFK, which is ironic because we did a show on JFK the other day. Yeah. Um, and what it is, is in the comics, they, number five has to go back and assassinate, uh, stop the assassination of JFK. But Alison can only get her voice back by the, from the time people if she goes back as pretends to be Jackie Kennedy by using her powers, but obviously they're not going to go down that route because they've already given her a, 
Did they give her a voice back in the end? Or did they just keep her alive? Just alive, wasn't she? Yeah, maybe. So they suppose they could go down that route. But there's loads of different stories, that can, ways they can go. However, I think the one thing they've got to be careful of, and is similar to it, actually, is when you recast people, when you do like a time jump, forward or back, so they go from kids to adults, is if your audience really likes the actors who are playing those characters, whether they be the kids in It Chapter 1 or the grown-up and the kid in Umbrella Academy Season 2, in Season 1, when you go to Season 2 and you've got to recast them all as adults or children, you could you can lose that emotional investment in yeah. those characters, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if people don't feel the same way about the way they feel about Robert Sheehan's uh, performance or Ellen Page's performance. You've got to watch that, I think. Um, I dare say they might be able to work something out where they perhaps flip between the two or something. Um, oh, we need, we didn't even mention they've got a, a butler who's a Ogo. monkey. Pogo. And he looks amazing. But he's designed by the same people who designed the monkeys on... Um, the Planet of the Apes, Planet of the Apes yeah. And oh, it's so realistic, mate. And you forget that it's like a talking monkey because you're just watching it and you just think it's another character. Like it's just unbelievable, mate. Really good. Um, and yeah, you know, there's loads of like we've done a quick, quick version because I want to try and keep it to like around about an hour, which is now. And I know you've been uh, busy working all day, so you're very tired. Yeah. But uh, if you are marking. And angry, mate, I bet. Don't think I didn't hear you walk into the microwave. The, um... <laughs> that was warming my cup up. <laughs> yeah. The, um, what's, uh, what, if you were marking it out of 10, what would you mark on Brother Academy? I'd have to give it a, an 8. Yeah, I think an 8, maybe an 8 and a half. I really enjoyed it, got to say. Um, I, I did, because when it came out, it... It wasn't hyped. I didn't hear enough hype about it before I watched it, if you get me. It was like a hidden gem, wasn't it? Yeah, a few people started talking about it, and I thought, I'll give this a go now. Because, um, like, Breaking Bad, prime example, that got hyped up too much for me. And then when I I watched it, it was a bit of a letdown. Oh, you're one of the only people I know who didn't like that. I did like it, but it wasn't... I think the first... It wasn't what I expected because I'd let everyone else hype it up too much first. It's difficult then, isn't it? And I, I think, expected more. Yeah, the first three series of Breaking Bad I thought were amazing. And I thought it went on a bit towards the end. They did drag it out a bit. That one episode with the fly. Where it's mm. pretty much a whole episode of him chasing a friggin' fly around. One of my uh, favourite series of all time is Fringe and Lost. I oh, hate. Fringe. Wow. Fringe. So good, mate. Lost would so, be a so... bet other than the ending. Uh, see, the ending would have been fine for me if they hadn't have said in the first series, like in the media, that it's not... Um, oh, what's the word? Where you're in between heaven and death. Uh, purgatory. purgatory. If they t- they had said after because like after the first few episodes, everyone guessed in there is purgatory, 
and the writers came out and said, no, no, it's not purgatory. So then everyone spent six or seven series trying to work out what it is, yeah. and then it was purgatory. Whereas if they had just not said anything, that yeah, would have been sh- fine. Or they should have at least changed the ending. They had enough time to do it. Um, Prison Break, another classic series, yeah. mate. One of my favourites of all time, and, and one of the few where the reboot was just as good. Yeah. Seen Scorpion? Yeah, I love Scorpion, mate. Oh, They've cancelled it now, haven't they? Yeah, they cancelled it because they left it on a bit of a cliffhanger. Yeah, I haven't seen the last couple of episodes, so don't spoil it. I've got to catch up on them. I watch it because I hate watching stuff where it just gets cancelled before they finish it properly. Why cancel it, though? It had a massive following, Scorpion. Do you know what was wicked, mate? And I'm always... Even though it got cancelled about 20 years, million years ago, it still really bugs me when I think about it, is Alcatraz. Do you watch that? Oh, I loved that. When they cancelled that, I was... I... Why? <laughs> yeah, mate, it still annoys me, mate, because you had really good ratings as well. The potential they were like as well. Where they would go back in time and they were like... Oh, so annoying. Bugs me even now, mate. It winds me up something crying. Like you say, Fringe is probably in my top three of all time TV series. I'm going to watch Chernobyl on uh, your recommendation. Well worth it, mate. Well worth it. Yeah, my missus wants to watch it. It's not what you're going to expect at all. So is it like true to life? Yes. Or is it like different? As true as they could make it. And you also... It tells you how they get these stories as well. Because you think about it, everyone fucking died. Yeah. Yeah. But it it releases so much stuff that we didn't know about it. Okay. One of my my favourite series, like, just for, like, you know, like, easy watching? Yeah. Is, uh, I, I enjoy Criminal Minds. Um, but also, uh, one of my favourites is The Mentalist. Love that. Just just for some in, just I haven't seen cool. any of them, to be honest. Oh, mate, you should, if you like like crime drama or serial killer dramas and stuff like that, they're wicked. Like I, I tried watching Dexter. I just could not get into it, mate. Uh, see, I really enjoyed that. But no, I couldn't. I they, dragged, they dragged it on a bit. It got a bit ridiculous by the end. Like, and I, I'm going to get slated for this, but my all-time favourite ever TV series is Friends. Fuck off. I knew, I knew it, I knew it, see? See, I should, I, wish, I might just cut that now, where I say fuck off and just finish it. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, let's get this shit uh, going. So, boys and girls, children of all ages, hopefully not because we're swearing like sailors, the, um, this, this, for the time being, this is the podcast with no name. It will remain the podcast with no name until I get a good suggestion for what we're going to call it. The so what I mean by name... With no name. Yeah. So what I mean by that is, like, for instance, uh, like on Fightful, they've got the List of New Boy podcast, or they've got, you know, you have various different names for podcasts. They want something a bit different instead of just the films and TV podcast. So I'm open to suggestions. There is 4.7 thousand people following us on Facebook. A couple of the YouTube videos have got over 2,000 views. So 
some suggestions of people or it'll just stay as uh, the podcast with no name. The PWNN. Why not? Um, like so you that. can find Reese on... What's that? I like that. Yeah, I might just keep it as this if I don't get any good, uh, good suggestions. So, guys, thank you for watching. Thank you, Reese, for coming on again. Jamie will join us for the films podcast later. Uh, well, it'll be the, about three or four weeks' time. Look out for the mental health shows with sport, mental health and sports show dropping later in the week. Um, there's also going to be our conspiracy theory, which is on the moon landing in secret space, which will be Reese again. Um, I'm also looking to start up a series on serial killers. I'm also looking to start up a series on cricket, which will be a monthly show. Uh, so if, if anyone wants to come on as guests, co-hosts, contribute, whatever it may be, get in touch with me. You can get in touch with us on Facebook, Ace Podcast Nation. You can get in touch on Twitter and keep up to date on upcoming shows and content. It's at AceCast underscore Nation. You can visit us on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash, slash C slash Ace Podcast Nation. Uh, I think we're just over 200 subscribers on YouTube now, so thank you all. Uh, we're doing really well on the audio downloads, particularly the Conspiracy Theory shows, so thank you all again. Same with uh, Facebook. Thank you, Reese. Thank you, people. See you next week. See you later in the week. See you every day. Before Peace. we go, sorry, I just want to say, guys, if you watch yeah. these videos, drop Si a message or a comment. Let us know what you think about them. Is there anything we could do better? Is there something we're missing? Let us know. Let's get some interaction going, guys. Spot on. Get in touch. Good or bad. Because there's people watching. We're getting really good figures on videos. Really good video figures on YouTube. Really good audio figures in just a week. We had a couple of hundred downloads. There's 4.7 thousand people following on Facebook. I think about 150 followers on Twitter and, like I say, 200 subscribers on YouTube. So there is people watching these. It's not just us talking to no one. But for us to get better, for me to get cool guests, and I'm like I'm always the one to add new content, new shows, new series, uh, like the ones I just mentioned, like these conspiracy theory ones, the film, this one. We're always looking to add new stuff. Uh, and the easiest way to do that and to make the best com content is for you guys to get in touch. And um, we always take suggestions, particularly when the conspiracy theory shows now. We're getting into, I think it's episode six or seven this week. So if you want to suggest topics for us to do for them or for other shows, always open for suggestions. And same with if when I announce guests on Facebook or Twitter, you want to ask guests questions, just let me know before I do the recording and I'll ask your guest and I'll name drop you as well. Uh, anything else to add, buddy? No, that's about it, mate. Just Excellent. get involved, guys. You will have your tea. Yeah, get involved. But uh, we, the more people who get involved, the more comments again, the more people who are interacting, not just hitting a like, because we get loads of likes. But I need people to be interacting because then as soon as people are interacting, I'm going to start doing the 
conspiracy theory ones live. But there's no point in me doing it live because it's a bit more stressful for me trying to guide the show when it's live. If there's like one person who's probably not really watching or not interacting. If you've got like 10 people, that's fine for me. As long as there's 10 people are in the chat, you know, getting involved, having a bit of banter and a laugh and asking questions, reacting to what we're saying, crack on. I'm happy to go live. And again, even with these film shows, I'm happy to go live. And like then with the live shows, if we've got like a few people in the live chat, we'll do like Q&A at the end where you can ask questions to the people on the show. Not a problem at all. But it's got to, to go live and put that extra stress on myself. I need people getting involved, interactive, as it were. Come on, guys, help us to help you. That's the one. Right, I'm going to leave Reese to have his tea. I'm going to go and have a smoke and a pancake. And I will see you later in the week, guys. Thank you for watching, truly. Thank you for following. Thank you to all of you who share and all that good stuff. Another thing you can do to help us out is leave a review on iTunes because that pushes us right up the search things and helps us get known to people who don't follow us or already know us. We've uh, got some exciting guests and shows coming up. The mental health and sport one's a really good one later in the week, so look out for that on uh, sports psychology. And uh, the moon landing in secret space is going to be fun. It'll be good shit, pal. Oh, yeah. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.